ladies and gentlemen, good vibes with your host, Mr. Jason B. How you all doing? Welcome to another edition of Good Vibes with Jason B, a Broad Minds and More podcast, and I'm your host, Jason B. Uh, today, it happens to be May 12, 2020, and we're going to be talking about a few different things, but we're going to be talking about the shift and where we go today. Um, earlier, I was recording my episode, episode number two of the Good Conversation, so I'll be releasing that out um, shortly, but surely um, there needs to be some editing um on this particular episode this is variety episode 49 and uh, i am going to be posting this on youtube making my youtube station as well as working on the website itself and working with other different social medias for um, distribution purposes so if you're a first-time listener to good vibes to jason be a broad mind some more thank you thank you thank you i appreciate your time and your attention so what are we going to talk about today um i've been listening to quite a few different podcasters, uh, intellectuals, things like that. And the main thing is, is, is anything going to go back to normal? And that's really what you define as normal to be. Um, I can't really say exactly what is going to happen, what's going to take place, how industry is going to change. Um, there's so many different things that I could say that what we could do, what we should do, what we want to do, but what it actually is. I mean, I have friends in real estate. I have friends who are doctors, attorneys, um, accountants. I have of, uh, I know a wide range of people and there is not one person on this earth that, um, the COVID-19 effect has not been present in their lives. Everyone has been affected by some, uh, way, shape or form. And, what we have to do with is how do we go on from here? So there's a few, a few things that we're just going to sort out right off the bat. Number one, we don't have currently in the United States, a, an effective and reliable test to test for COVID-19. So that's like the first problem. The second problem is, is the way that the government distributes um, its resources to help out the average citizen. That is a very, very important. And number three, it is an election year. So a lot of progress is being held up uh, due to um, uh, tantrums by the political parties. And I am calling out the Republicans and Democrats because you both are not working together. You are more concerned about getting reelected and pointing fingers. Pointing fingers has never really gotten anyone, anyone, anything, anywhere time fast. So that's first and foremost. So um, what is the COVID-19 effect? Um, to my my recollection, my definition, it is not so much the virus, but the havoc that it has wreaked on people worldwide. People are not working in their normal capacity. People are staying home. They are not, what do you call it, uh, operating at the normal way. And the resources are becoming limited and limited. And people are becoming more how do you say they're they're protesting, so to speak? They're they're not staying in place. Um, the doctors are saying, "Well, stay in place because this is the only really defense mechanism." While we try to figure something out, they don't really have uh, like a vaccine. Which it doesn't really matter whether they have a vaccine or not because 
Um, at this point, you're you're trying to develop something that you've known about for quite some time and you have no answers. So the COVID-19 effect affects us financially, uh, you know, physically and mentally. A lot of people are getting disgruntled being at home. So what do we do and, and where, what are we going to do going forward? So a lot of industries are going to change dramatically. A lot of things where people, um, like I heard on this guy named Nas Daily, um, he was saying that um, one of the things is, is that businesses are not going to use offices, office space anymore. It's a waste of money and what waste of real estate. And why are we paying rent on things that we can do effectively, um, and send my employees and hire my employees abroad, no matter where they're at. So, I mean, in, per, in a perspective, that's a great idea what you can do, but there's still Um, needs to be a base of operations and a base of how you control these employees and monitor these employees. So that was an interesting aspect that I heard today of what could be going on in the future. So what is our normal? Our normal is being able to not have to wear a mask, not having to be worried about social distancing, um, going to your job, your nine to five and earning your way. But what goes further than beyond that? So in my mind, what really comes down to it is the process in which we live, the process in which we make money and we live our lives. Um, there have been many pandemics. There have been many diseases through the ages. There have been many different wars. And so we have gotten through as a human species, we've gotten through some, some of the worst things ever. I mean, bubonic plague, smallpox. I mean, these are just a few that, that have come to mind. Um, we've gone through World War One and Two, and um, mass genocide, uh, the genocide of, of killing of cultures and people. So what's one more thing and one more to the times? But uh, there are people that have a different aspect who are talking about, well, the world needs a rest. Yes, we have damaged the world. Yes, we have polluted it by the means in which we operate, by driving our cars and using heavy machinery. And even from the Freon that distributes cold air in our air conditioner or heaters. I mean, anytime you're using machinery and it uses a fuel source that has a deposit source, yeah, we, we, we've effect, definitely affected the planet. And even how we treat each other. Uh, people are not very kind to one another. They're, they're, they're bored. They're pissed. And they want to know, when can I... I want to do... I want to be a part of something. And so people are finding a lot of issue with their purpose. Where am I supposed to go? How am I supposed to reinvent myself? How am I supposed to get another job? I mean, there it's like a non-stop of hows, but a not enough of whys. And um, I think the one thing that really disturbs me about the COVID-19 is that people are willing to sacrifice their common sense, their common um, critical thinking of what, why to ask a question. Maybe why is, uh, for example, the vice president showing up to a medical facility or hospital, even though all the um, staff members are wearing masks and he's not. So why is that? Uh, or you have, for another example, President Donald Trump, who is not wearing a mask yet. Some of his staff have been infected with COVID-19 and the rest of his COVID-19 um, staff that is available to work during a press conference, all wearing masks, but him, even the, even the press themselves are wearing masks, but why not him? You know, so it, it really boils down to showmanship. So a lot of people are having 
um, so much issue on uh, vitality, accountability, and they are blaming anything. Oh, it came from China. Oh, it doesn't really matter, in my opinion, where things, where this came from. So, um, you know, that's, here, let me go back to recording. So when we're getting back to it, um, understanding that when you are getting to the nit and gritty of what people are going through and how they're suffering, um, I guess the most important thing is, is like they, they don't want to be cooped up. They don't want to stay in place and they don't like being told what to do. They don't like being, and why, you know, especially for those business owners, why do some companies get a pass and they don't? Um, so here would be my biggest question of the day. Why is it that companies like Amazon, Walmart can operate at normal capacity, you know, and yet they're not selling most of the needs they're selling household goods and people are still going shopping one way or the other. Now, some communities are different and they've shut their, their major stores down and every state is different of how they handle, um, the order stay in place, but still it doesn't escape the fact that. For example, when it when the lockdown first really went order, I don't remember ever seeing Amazon out. I didn't see any delivery trucks at least for about a week, week and a half. And then the effect was it it changed. Like they began to supposedly deliver groceries and, and drugs and other things. But yet they, they still operated their normal product sales. They were still getting things and still operating at normal capacity. So um, that's really, really something to think about, you know, and I, I, I just wonder, it's like, well, who's really holding the keys to the castle or prosperity now? And that's what we're going to lead into in my next, uh, subject matter. We're going to talk about where you give your power. So we're going to take a brief little break here in just a moment. And we're going to hear a word from our sponsors and we'll be right back. Hello, you beautiful souls. My name is Sheena, and I am a life coach specializing in law of attraction. I want to thank you guys for having me today. I'm so excited to be here on this show, and I want to share with you what it is that I do. As a law of attraction life coach, it's my job to help you on your journey of life. What that means is, if you have a goal, I help you reach it. We don't dwell on things that happened in the past. What we do is work on what you want for your future. I have group coaching classes or one-on-one coaching sessions, whichever you prefer. I'm very flexible and I really want to help you get through whatever it is you're going through, whether it's your love life, whether it's you starting a new job or business, or whether you just need to get out of the funk that you're in. I really want to be there for you. So take my hand so I can walk with you on your journey of life. Because as Tony Robbins says, life coaches see things that you don't see. So if you're interested in my services, check me out at divine, D-E-V-I-N-E hyphen L-O-V-E dot com. That's divine hyphen love dot com. And if you'd like to follow me on my podcast, it's called Divine Love Ask, Believe and Receive. I would love to have you guys follow me over there as well. I can't wait to hear from you.
Okay, so we're back. Thank you, Sheena Diane from Divine Love uh, Life Coaching. If you want to check her out, um, she on the commercial, she left her information. Um, she's a great uh, podcaster as well as my personal life coach. Um, she deals with pretty much the laws of attraction, and that's where I want to go with it. I know not to to discourage anyone from any other kind of life coaching, but we all have our different purposes why we seek life coaching and she definitely helps me sort out certain things so definitely thank you for sheena diane and also i want to thank for the intro from pde life in alaska definitely appreciate your message and the way that you produce things and uh, again thank you for the intro so we're gonna get right back into the into things so COVID 19 has definitely affected like so many different avenues i mean you're seeing banks not willing to give out loans anymore. You're seeing real estate starting to drop in price. You're starting to see home values drop in price. I mean, it basically, it is kind of just taking a tornado of effects into everyone's daily life. But what are we going to do going forward? Like I was saying, so a lot of people are going to have to reinvent themselves um, purposely into what they're going to do next and that is very scary to some and very adventurous to others so we really have to think about what is what is it that you want why do you want to achieve it now i was asking um an important question to quite a few people yesterday what is your number and what i mean by what is your number what would be the amount of money or value in your personal account that you could live off of for the rest of your life and the reason why I, I asked this metaphorical and philosophical question that deals with finances is it has a lot to do with our own personal goals and values. For example, if you work a great job and you get paid really good money, right? But maybe you live like 60 miles away and you have to commute. So it takes about an hour to two hours of your life every single day um, or sometimes four hours every single day, five days a week. Um and takes away from your life. Is it worth it? You know? Um, so it really comes down to what your, what your personal worth is. And I've been seeing this little question that came up on, I think it was called glass door. It's like a job, um, some kind of job website where they're recruiting you and trying to help you find jobs, which is really a great website. If you ask me, because it offers so many different options. But um, it was asking me the other day, it was so weird that I was thinking about this, but it asked me, what do you think your worth is, your earning potential is? And I didn't really want to answer that question because I'm not there yet. I'm not working completely in the capacity or profession that I really desire. But it made me think about my goals. Without a destination, what is the point of making a goal just for the sake of having something? No, it has to be more than that. It has to be a part of the process. The process is going to teach you something. As so many influencers say, or um, motivational speakers, someone who, who's trying to help you sort out the garbage in your life, you know, they'll tell you, have a game plan, have um, a plan of action, you know, where you're going to execute no matter what, you know, you're going to be staying disciplined. So that has a lot to do with the destination. What do you hope to achieve? Now, uh, the people that I did ask, they happened to say about two to three million dollars if, you know, that's all they're going to, the amount they're going to earn up until the age of retirement, you know, what, so, you know, and then I said, okay, well, that's a great answer. And then they started, um, 
countering their answer because they're like, wait a second. So I will never be able to earn. And I didn't, add, I didn't give them the, the parameters. I just said, what is your number? And that's very, very important. What is your number that you're, you would like to achieve your life goal in value in your account? Now, dollars and cents and whatever it's, their value is going to change constantly. But what people believe today, what their number is today, what their value is today is going to determine their tomorrow. And a lot of people do think, well, once I get to retirement, I can do whatever the fuck I want. But as I'm seeing in so many different people's examples, like my mom, for example, um, she is on a fixed retired income. You know, she has some restriction, what kind of work she can go back into. But she told me the other day, it's like, hey, I thought about going back, you know, to work, but I can't work for the government. And that was her security working for the government. She thought about maybe becoming a substitute teacher or something. And I said, well, that's great, mom, you know, do whatever you want, you know? And she's just like, I just can't work with certain environments. So I said, why do you need to go to, to work for? And she was just telling me that basically, you know, the money that she's got is not enough. So in essence, when all these different investment ads and commercials and companies come up to you and say, you know, we want to look out for you. We want to look out for your investments. We don't want you just to invest. We want you to grow like us. And they play themselves like kind of like fiduciaries, fiduciary advisors. Now, a fiduciary, by definition, is someone or something that cannot make money off of you and tell you to direct your money to invest in something when they can be equally invested themselves. You know, they they really can't fiduciaries don't make money off your deal. They really don't. They're just there to advise you and help you make better decisions long term. So, you know, a lot of these companies that I've seen lately, they claim to be fiduciaries and to have that fiduciary duty to work with you honestly because they have no interest. Well, to find those are actually, they're very rare. And most of the time they're retired, they've achieved their success and they just don't like the way that the system is run. So when you find one, you know, you you have to look at a few parameters and if you want to look online of the definition of what is a fiduciary and what qualifies them, um, I would Google it and that would be your best resource. I don't really want to take the time to um, go in step by step, but just remember that word fiduciary. So anyway, so people want to invest, you know, people are saying, oh, don't invest in stocks, you know, they're fleeting and it's true. Stock values are going up and down, but what stays the same? And some people believe cash. Now, in other cultures and countries that where they their governments have collapsed, cash end up being worth nothing. I remember when Russia was going through their own crisis um, early '90s, when you know communism fell, the the ruble uh, fell. You know, it complete. I mean, people were showing up in grocery carts to cash in their rubles or whatever their their british or i mean their russian currency for the new currency you know and it's like they saved all this money but for what you know and these people were saving their money in their mattresses and wherever so you know that that's the other thing is like the question come boils down to um at what point do you stop believing in the government and start taking steps now there there's a thing called cryptocurrency and i really don't know too much about cryptocurrency but what i can tell you it's an alternative investment um holding where value and money can be put besides what governments are telling you what your money's really worth 
So how does that relate to COVID-19? Well, a lot of things are changing. People are not going to be renting office spaces anymore. They're not going to, they're going to be hiring people to work from home, you know, keep that overhead low. And, um, you know, if I can have them work from home, I can have them more effective where they're not spending as much money and I'm not having to pay them more money because they're not spending on gas and groceries and commutes and, and daycare. They're, they're home. You know, so some companies are looking at this as a bonus and like we can also eliminate also a big portion of the workforce. But if you're getting rid of a certain amount of workforce, you're going to have to replace it. And that's what a lot of people are afraid of. They're afraid of like the COVID-19 um, turning on computers, basically, like computers are becoming more valuable than, than people. And that's a fear tactic. And I, I don't necessarily agree with that. You know, also the COVID-19 has polarized the political environment. And I've talked on the show about pol- politics. You know, people are inflating the the social media space with all kinds of opinionated articles and uh, fact to opinion articles and suggestive and influential articles saying like, you know, for example, Nancy Pelosi doesn't know what she's talking about or um, how can you follow Donald Trump when he's just looking to gain for himself? I mean, you, you're looking at inflammatory things and it's just like, it just makes you more people mad. So what do we do? What are the things that you can control? So I'm retaking my um, interest into stoicism and stoicism is very important to me because it's teaching me how to control my emotions through no matter what happens. You know, in the Bible, it also says, do not worry. Don't worry about things. Worry takes you out of your element. And I believe that to be true, but you do need to be concerned about what you do. A lot of people um, in the manual industry, you know, they're ready to go back to work. And there's a lot of people saying we should go back to production and, you know, to beat China. Well, you are very far behind when it comes to that. I think that when it comes to production and producing things you're going to have to look at the aspect of what is in place how can i get the materials and the workforce in the state that i work in now most states especially like the state i live in california we're overtaxed there's no doubt about that i mean when you when you go to the gas pump you're going to spend i think it's about 45 to 55 cents per gallon of tax money now the federal government i think theirs is only at like 30 cents so it's a stark and drastic difference of tax revenue that goes into our governments. Um, just yesterday, uh, there was an article released uh, in something CalMatters.org uh, talking about that uh, California is $54 billion in debt, you know, as of COVID-19. But here's the thing, with all this taxable revenue that they make, they can recover it just as fast. Because when, once people are start driving their cars again, produces income. So that's just a fact. But what at what point can we get people back to work where taxable revenue is coming up and coming in without having to increase taxes or make taxes? I mean, they've made increase on taxes, for example, on cigarettes. Um, cigarettes have, like, as a product, have the second most highest tax um, on any good that you can buy. Next is cannabis um, or medical marijuana and recreational marijuana. You pay, though it is legal in the state, it's against the law of federal. People are making more money in the cannabis industry and it's producing a lot more dividends in tax revenue income, you know, so more is going to the government. So for them to say that we're 54 billion in debt, um, the real question is, is where's the debt? 
where does it exactly come from? Is it from unemployment or projects that are not being permitted to go ahead? You know, if you can't pay your vendors, you can't pay like people like Caltrans who repair our roads. If you can't put those guys to work, then what do you have? You have lost revenue. So getting back to the point of, of all this, people are in a panic because they're like, well, what next? And that's where you have an incredible opportunity to maybe you were sick and tired of your dead end job. Maybe it was just not producing what you really needed for yourself long term. And not a lot of people get that. I mean, they were always there. I've heard enough people, even myself at times is saying, I just want to get out of this. Now, when they said they want to get out of this, what do you want to go to? What do you want to do? Well, I can't necessarily because I have to do this and I have kids and it's just like excuse after excuse. And it's just like, even hearing my own excuses, I'm like, you know what? If the longer I hold on to that, the more I lose. So instead of thinking about what I'm losing, I'm thinking about what I'm gaining now and how I'm saving money. I mean, I haven't even got my first unemployment, but I've managed to sell a few things online, um, so to speak. And they were like $10, $15, $20, $30 here. And you know what I did? I put it right back in my savings. Now I could have put it on gas. I could have put it on groceries, but money is easy to spend. There's always a need and there's always a want, but what do you conserve and what do you reserve for the emergency times, for the tougher times? And that, also, and that just doesn't stop in money. I mean, when you go grocery shopping, are you freezing and pre-portioning your meats, your vegetables? Are you canning things? Are you baking things? Are you making things from scratch? These all save money. It also makes you think about the wasteful living style that we've had for so long. Our, our oceans and our waterways are polluted with tons of trash, disposable goods of all sorts. And the main corporate product out there is plastic. Plastic is, you know, affecting our ecosystem drastically and there's no way to get rid of it. You know, people try to recycle it, but, you know, it all has an effect. And COVID-19 stops, you know, the recycling centers from processing the trash. I mean, every time I go to the grocery store, I'm seeing people throw out like masks and rubber gloves and they just end up on the ground. And where, where did that stuff end up in? It ends up in our waterways, believe it or not. It ends up in the ocean one way or the other. So it's really, it's like a wake-up call if you really think about it with COVID-19. COVID-19 has so many different effects, Um, you know, on our mental psyche. Like I said, people are at unrest. Well, anyhow, so that's all the time I really want to take, but I want to continue this episode on another date. So I'm going to start out with these segments I have, and I'm going to add more to it in the next couple of days. So be on the lookout and uh, thank you. And let me know what you think. All right. This is good vibes with Jason B a broad minds and more podcast. And I'm your host, Jason B have a good night.